Hey guys, welcome to You Got This, The Journey. I'm your host, Shannon Andrus. I'm on a journey right now to become the absolute best version of me. I want to find ways that I can improve mentally, physically, and spiritually. So every week, I'm going to open up about my journey and talk about tips and tricks of what's working for me and what's not working for me. I'll also be interviewing guests who will share their stories too. Together, we will inspire one another to become the absolute best versions of ourselves. So join me every week on this journey. And remember, you got this. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of You Got This, The Journey. I'm your host, Shannon Andrus. So you guys, it feels really, really good to get back on the microphone today. I know that I always say that when I start off. I'm like, I'm so excited. I can't wait to talk to all of you. But this week, I really am so pumped because I'm going to tell you about this past week, how I completely fell off track and just was terrible with my routine. And so going into this week of starting fresh, going back into my routine at 100%, I feel really good getting back to the microphone because this has become like my safe space. I know that might sound weird, but I really do look forward to opening up about what's going on with all of you. And every week I get excited to sit here in front of the microphone and talk. Even though I'm not with you right now and we're not talking and looking at each other and I'm alone in a closet, I still love getting on here and speaking with all of you. And I thank you all so much for those who have reached out to me for advice. Um, I've gotten so many awesome questions and had great conversations on, you know, how to be more determined to work out and get into a better physical routine, how to deal with anxiety while flying, which we're going to talk about today, Um, how to find a therapist. I've received so many great questions from all of you. And if I haven't said it enough to you, I just want to say thank you and continue to reach out to me because I love this community that we're creating and we're having such open and honest conversations. So I am excited to be here. It feels great and I love getting to talk to all of you and we have another great week ahead of us. So today I want to focus on the importance of vacation and taking a break and all the different ways that this benefits our physical and mental health. Now, before we go into that, I do need to talk to you about my journey, right? Every week we open up recapping on what this week has been for me, and I tell you with where I'm at. And, you know, as excited as I've been to get on the microphone and speak to all of you today, I have been avoiding this also because I haven't been in the right headspace where normally I come on here and I feel good. I've had really positive moments I can reflect on and share with you. And this week was not that. And I also had an insane amount of guilt because I feel like I've promised all of you that I'm going to show up. I'm going to be here. We're going to get through this and we're moving forward on our journey. And I completely fell off this week. And so I felt guilty coming on here because I felt like I let you guys down in a way. So when I was thinking of how do I start off this conversation, part of me was like, do I start off by saying sorry? And I'm super appreciative that I have you all on this journey because you are helping me to stay accountable and not just for myself, but for all of you that I want to continue being the best person I can be and working towards that improvement. But this week that just did not happen. So 
let's backtrack. So last week you heard me talk about how I had lost my grandfather on Easter weekend and we were going to have to say goodbye to him last Monday when episode six with Liz Carlin was released. Now, prior to my grandfather passing away, I had booked a trip to Florida with my mom to see my sister because my sister is getting married and we have to go dress shopping and do a lot of wedding planning with her. And we were so excited to go on this vacation. I mean, we've had it planned for so long and it's just such a special moment. I mean, for any of you girls out there, you know, this is like what you dream of your whole life. And so I was so excited to go and see her. But when this happened, when my grandfather passed away, you know, me and my mom were talking to each other and and we started thinking about, you know, should we still go? Should we still go on this vacation? Or are we supposed to stay home? Are there things that we're supposed to be doing here? And it's really difficult because you feel guilty in a way for going and having fun and doing things that bring you joy when something really tragic is happening. Like, you don't know if you're just supposed to sit home and and sulk. I, I don't know. I didn't know what the answer was. And so we spoke about it a lot and we came to the decision that we needed to still go and do this because... Number one, this is such an important time in my sister's life. She deserves this moment and we need to be there for her and celebrate. Also, although my grandfather has passed away, there still is this life that we have to live and things that we need to do and move forward with. So although, you know, my grandfather isn't here right now, we still have a life to live and things that we need to do here on this earth. And also, finally, My grandfather would not want us to be staying home crying. He'd want us to do these special moments. I mean, he would have wanted us to do this with my sister. So after a lot of conversations and thinking it through, we decided to go on vacation. So I went on vacation and I really wanted to stick with my routine. So I did work out most of the trip. There were a few days that there were two days that I like really didn't. One day um, I really didn't get any physical activity and maybe just a walk, but you know what? I, I'm proud of myself for that. And then the other day was a day spent at the airport, which I'll get into in a second. So I really wasn't being that good on vacation and I'm drinking like crazy. I am eating a ton of food. I am not on track with my nutrition and I just wasn't being the best that I am, but I'm on vacation. You know, when you're on vacation, we have a drink when the day is getting started, right? I'm having cheesecake or some sort of dessert after every meal because I'm on vacation. I want to live my life. So yeah, on vacation, you sometimes fall off your routine, but I did find times throughout the trip to do some meditation, some stretching. So although I wasn't staying 100% on routine, I was still trying to incorporate it where I could. So at this point, I'm doing pretty well, right? So I'm just going to fast forward I'm not going to go through everything on the trip. I mean, it was an incredible, incredible trip. My sister got her dress. It was me, my sister, and my mom, and all of us were hysterically crying. Like, she had that beautiful, beautiful moment that every bride dreams of when they go dress shopping. So, it was an amazing trip, and it did feel really good to get away with family, away from work, away from my computer, and just de-stress and step away from the screen for real. So, Fast forward, it's Sunday and we're heading home because we have the services on Monday and Tuesday. So I'm laying outside with my mom, just soaking up a bit more sun before we go to head home. 
And all of a sudden, I get a text message that my flight has been canceled due to severe weather conditions. So I start panicking because everything, there's so many things going through my head right now. Number one is that how am I going to get home? I need to be there for my grandfather's wake and funeral. I cannot miss that. And number two, I am terrified now to get on any plane because if this airline canceled the flight due to weather conditions, then how the heck am I ever like going to to be okay flying? Because I know that something's wrong where somebody didn't feel safe. Why would any other airline feel safe, right? So me and my mom start freaking out. She gets me on a flight home with my sister who's going to be coming home with us for the services as well. So I run home. I'm packing everything up because I wasn't prepared. I thought I had hours until I had to be at the airport. And so now I'm packing. I'm quickly trying to get ready. And all of a sudden, I start having a severe anxiety attack. And I just start panicking because, like I said before, I'm thinking my first airline canceled the flight due to weather conditions. Why is this other airline that I switched to going to fly now? Something's wrong. This isn't safe. I don't feel safe. And I'm a very anxious flyer, which I'm going to get into as we go into the vacation topic, but I already have severe anxiety. So then when I feel any bit is unsafe, it just heightens anxiety even more. So, you know, I go and I express to my mom that I'm feeling very anxious and she has just been incredible with this journey. I mean, she really has taken the lessons that we've spoken about of how to speak to somebody when they're having an anxiety attack, how to understand what somebody's going through when they're anxious. And she's really, really educated herself to where she knows how best to speak to me. And I'm so thankful for that and appreciative of that because it really does help. So, you know, my mom said to me, like, how you're feeling is completely valid and I totally understand why you are afraid. However, let's look at why you shouldn't be and why it's it's totally fine and you're safe. These airlines would not be flying if it wasn't safe for you to be getting on a plane right now. So she's trying to calm me down. My sister comes in over so that we can get on the flight. She's also trying to calm me down. And unfortunately, as much as I can try to calm myself down, I have people around me saying the right things. Sometimes anxiety attacks still happen. So I want everybody to understand that. Like, don't feel bad if you're going through an attack and you can't get out of it. Or if you're trying to help somebody, they can't get out of their attack because sometimes it's just so overwhelming. So I I got to one of my bad moments where I was just hysterically crying, really having a hard time deep breathing. My heart was racing. And I hate to complain about this, but you're in a mask. So you're trying to do your deep breathing. And I'm like choking on this mask that's going into my mouth. And I'm just like, I don't think I should be getting on a plane right now. (laughs) So, I mean, I can laugh about it now because everything's okay. But at the time, it was very, very scary. So me and my sister get inside and this airport is filled with people. And everybody's saying how all the flights coming from north or going north are canceled due to these very severe weather conditions. So now I'm like, if this one airline still flies, I'm not getting on this flight because it's just not safe. I'm terrified. Flight keeps getting delayed. And so now I'm like, it's got to be canceled. There's no way that we're going to be able to get home. Like everybody here is talking about how all the airlines are canceled. So what do we do? We go to the bar. And we get some food and we have a drink because what else is there to do? And I'm still on vacation. I've been on this bender of just drinking and eating terribly. So 
why stop now? <laughs> so anyway, um, we're sitting there and there's this older couple sitting next to us and they are on the same flight as us. And we're telling them how, you know, we're really upset and scared because we, number one, don't feel safe flying and we're not looking forward to this flight if it does happen. But number two, if it doesn't happen, we have to be home for my grandfather's wake and funeral. And if we miss this, like, I don't even know. Oh my gosh. I don't even, we are freaking out. And so then we start to get to know this couple and they explain to us that they have to get home because their daughter is having a C-section tomorrow for her second child. And the first child that she had where she had to get a C-section, she almost passed away. And she's a very high-risk pregnancy. And so they want to make sure they could fly home to take care of their grandson, be there for the birth of their second grandchild, and also be there for their daughter because this is very scary for them. And me and my sister had this moment of oh my gosh, like we are not the only ones that have something important to get home to. Everybody on this flight has their own story, their own purpose and reason to be getting home. So although for us, yes, it's very sad and I want to be home and say goodbye to my grandfather, how I feel is the right way. There are so many other people who have big issues happening as well and we're not the only ones. So that really just made me realize like, wow, like this, this affects everybody. Like it's, we're not special. Everybody's going through their own struggle. Nobody's is, is better or worse. We're all struggling in our own way. So fast forward, the flight of course gets canceled and then we go home and all of us are just in tears because it's like, you can't even imagine not being able to say goodbye to somebody very important to you. Now, I know that I was very lucky where I was able to say goodbye to him before he passed away, but I still wanted the opportunity to to do the services because, you know, my grandfather was a war veteran. He was important to me. He was important to everybody in my family. He deserves to have these services. And so we are calling everywhere that we can trying to figure out how to get home and we finally, finally find a flight out of an airport that is five hours away. And we, and, and guys, this really was the only option because at the airport I was flying out of and in a lot of the surrounding areas, they were not putting people on flights until Thursday. So I would have been stuck in Florida for four days, missed the services. I mean, it it just wasn't even an option. So finally we find an airport five hours away that we could get on a plane the next morning. We'd have to leave our house at 3 a.m. So we're in Florida for another night and unfortunately my sister couldn't come home. So it was just very emotionally draining. You know, there's stress of traveling and stress of trying to figure out, you know, what are we going to do next and how are we going to get home? And then it was just that awful feeling that my sister wouldn't be able to come home and say goodbye, you know, and it was really heartbreaking and I, I, my heart just ached for her and she did so much to help me and my mom get home and it was just so difficult. So Already, we are stressed, aggravated, annoyed. My anxiety is through the roof, and I'm just feeling like, like I don't know if it, if other people can relate to this, but some people, when they're anxious or depressed, it's like they shut down and they get quiet. Like, for me, I'm angry. Like, I just get freaking angry to, to the point where I have to apologize to the people around me because I know I'm being a bitch, where it's like, look, I am 
so pissed off that this is going on. It's not your fault. It's not my fault, but I'm angry that we're dealing with this. I'm terrified of the thought of traveling right now. I'm terrified that something bad's going to happen. We're going to miss these moments. I am freaking out and I'm not mad at you, but I'm very mad at this situation. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. It's like anxiety forms itself in so many different ways where it's not always just, you know, you're sad or you're shaking. It can come through in anger as well. And unfortunately, that is something that happens to me when I'm very anxious. So I was not being that kind to myself or I felt like those around me, I just wanted to get home and I was just so upset. So 3 a.m. the next day, we drive five hours to this airport. We're exhausted absolutely exhausted. And I'm just scared about flying. Like, is it safe to fly today? Like, what was going on yesterday? Did it carry into today? I have no freaking clue. And do you guys want to know the best part, the best part about this? In addition, in addition to the stress and anger and being upset about travel and not being able to get home and just thinking about my grandfather and everything else, I also could not get my birth control. Now, if you are somebody who is not on birth control or if you're a man listening, then you may not understand how important it is to keep our hormones on track. And mine were getting so out of whack because... Like at the point where I was with the pack, I hadn't been on a hormone for about five or six days. And now I was delaying when you're supposed to start one up. So I was PMSing on top of all this. It was just so rough. So like, so in addition to like everything I normally would be feeling in this moment, my hormones were like, let me just give you that one, two punch girlfriend. Let's do it. And Again, it's like the universe just like could not stop throwing shit at me and knocking me down is is what it felt like, honestly. So a lot of different emotions. We finally get home and the second we get off of the plane, we have to head to the services because it's time to to do that that day. So gosh, it was so emotional. It was so, so emotional having to go through that. And then especially the next day, um, when we, we had to say goodbye, like the actual funeral was just, oh, it was so hard. Like death is always hard. You know, like when people lose a loved one, even if it's expected, you are not prepared for what it's like to say goodbye. And, you know, I'm sure this happens for everybody else too, but like, it's so hard when you see like the strong members of your family break down. So it's like as much as like I was upset and I was crying for what I was going through, I also was like crying because I was watching like my uncles, my aunts, my mom and my dad, like everybody was upset. And it's so hard to see everybody struggling around you and everybody's so sad and saying goodbye. But also it was so amazing hearing everybody speak about my grandfather. Like, I don't know, weeks before his 18th birthday, he was going into the war And, you know, my uncle was like, I was worried about who I was taking to prom, like the stuff that my grandfather saw and he lived through the depression and then moved on to be a self-made man in America and raise a family of six children and family was his number one priority. And it was just, I feel like I'm going on a tangent here, but, but it was very emotional because I was hearing about this amazing, amazing man that I had in my life who's gone now. And then I was seeing the people around me who loved him too struggle as well. So it was really hard. And so those couple of days leading up till the funeral and then a few days after that, I just 
I fully gave up. Like, I totally did. I, I had a pity party for myself. I did not work out, which working out is something I normally am able to do regardless if I do nothing else on my journey. I can always work out. I couldn't. I didn't see a point in like getting up and getting my routine in. I just wanted to sit in bed. I wanted to cry. I wanted to keep drinking and eating food. You know, we just had trays of pasta and cookies coming and I just was like, you know, I I don't care because I'm going through a hard time. I can do this. I can take a break from working. I can take a break from eating, right? And who, who gives a shit? I can do this. It's okay for me to do this, right? And so for days, I did not do my exercise. And for about a week, I did not journal. I did not meditate, visualize, or do my affirmations. So I wasn't giving attention really to any aspect of my life. Like I wasn't giving attention to my physical growth. I wasn't giving attention to my mental health. I wasn't giving attention really to my spiritual connection. I mean, I was, I was praying and I was definitely, you know, speaking to my grandpa as much as I could, but I wasn't doing my other ways of connecting. And so I completely, completely fell off track with this journey. And that's why, like, I wanted to say sorry to you guys because I gave up. And I know there's a lot of people who said, and it's okay that you did. You were going through a hard time. I know that, but I've been so strong on this. And it just sucked to fall deep down to the bottom of, I don't want to do this anymore. And to get back into those feelings that I had last year of not wanting to do anything anymore and being so depressed. I mean, I was so, so, so down. Like, all of my emotions, just my hormones being out of balance, I really was just doing bad. And I I was sulking and I was just giving myself the excuse not to do anything. Like, it's okay that I'm not working out or eating right because I'm going through a hard time. And until I feel like doing this again, I'm not going to. And what got me back up and moving was a solid kick in the ass. <laughs> so here's a little plug to the Apple Watch. The Apple Watch has really helped people to hold me accountable, and I think it's helped me to hold others accountable as well. So uh, quick backstory. When I found out that my grandfather was declining, I should say, and we found out we were going to have to go and say goodbye, that was a morning where I didn't work out right away. I didn't do my affirmations or anything. And my best friend, who I share my activity with, texted me around like, I think it was like 10 o'clock that morning. And she was like, are you okay? Because I know she didn't do your morning routine. Like You did not get your workout in. You didn't do your affirmations. What's going on? And I know that there's a lot of things we could say against technology, but I'm really thankful that the Apple Watch does that because I'm not the type of person where I'm going to text my best friend and say, hey, here's what's going on. Because like everybody has their own stuff going on. I feel weird just going out of the blue to say what's happening in my life. It's something that I'm just not comfortable doing. And so in a way, like I didn't purposely not do anything so that she could see, but it was helpful that because she saw that I didn't do my routine to reach out to me and check on me and make sure I'm okay. So that was a time. So this most recent time where I was doing the pity party for myself and I just completely, completely gave up. I was in a funk for days where I did nothing of my routine and I completely fell off in my journey. Somebody who I shared the Apple Watch with reached out to me and they said, I'm going to need you to do me a favor. 
So I said, what's up? I'm thinking it's like, hey, can you send me the recipe for this? Or what are you doing this weekend? Can we get together? I don't know. Like I, I wasn't thinking anything of it. And they said, I'm going to need you to get up at 530 tomorrow and kill it. I need you to be okay because I rely on you. Get up, get those affirmations going, and watch the sunrise while you do your workout. Get it, girl. I am your biggest supporter. I am so thankful for that person. And I am so thankful that they reached out to me and said that because I think eventually I would have gotten myself out of bed and I would have gotten back into my routine, but it wasn't going to be anytime soon. And that person texting me like, hey, like you and besides that, they told me that like what I'm feeling is valid and this is a really hard time, but you've got to get up and keep moving because this is what you're passionate about. This is what you care about. And life is still going on. You need to do this. And me and everybody else is relying on you. And together we will get through this. And as much as I said, thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't know if this person will ever understand how much I appreciated that because sometimes we need that kick in the ass where nobody else is going to tell you that because maybe they're, you know, afraid they want to give you your time, let you get back to normal. But that sometimes is what we need. And I need it in that moment. So you guys, I fell off track hard. I fell off track real hard and really took a full break at the journey. But my journey's not over. I am back on track. I reintroduced after that person reached out to me. My exercise slowly brought back in my affirmations, visualization, and journaling. And this week, I'm going to go in 100% and get back into my routine of every single day, giving myself that love and attention that I need. And, you know, I'm not sorry anymore that that happened. I really wanted to come on here and apologize to all of you. But I realized that I don't have to apologize because I never came on here to be the expert for you. I never came on here to be the person that said, I've got it all figured out. It's a beautiful day every single day and I'm doing great. I came on here to be your friend. And in being your friend and your accountability partner, I have to be honest and truthful about what happens in a journey. And the truth is we all will fall off. At some point, we will, because that's life. You're going to fall off and you're going to go through moments that break you and they take you from the progress that you've been making. But what is important is that you get back up and you keep trying. And that's what I'm doing. And you can too. If you're going through a hard time right now, all of us are going through a hard time right now, right? You're not alone. But get back up. Find the group of people that support you and are there for you. And we will get through this. So, guys, that was my journey. Um, Now we're going to go into the topic for today. I'm sorry that that was really long, and I know that took up a lot of our time today. However, I needed to share that with you because I don't want you to look at me as like, everything's going perfect for Shannon. She started this journey to be the best version of herself. No, not everything's going perfect. I'm learning along the way, and I'm going through really hard times. And there are times where I fall off track. There are. But I will never give up. I will never give up on myself and the journey because I know that's going to bring us to something great. Okay, so let's go into today's topic of vacation. So I want to talk about some of the fears that people have 
surrounding vacation. I know that might sound weird. Like, how can you fear anything when you have this awesome vacation coming up? No, it's real. There are fears and I have them. And then after we discuss some of those obstacles, we're going to focus on why vacation is so important and why you need to get past those obstacles and those feelings that you might be feeling. All right. So today's topic, vacation's all I ever wanted. Vacation had to get away. Wait, is that the words? I thought happy to get away. Let's look it up. I have my computer here, so I'm actually vacation's all I ever wanted. Vacation had to get away. I thought it was happy to get away. Anyway, vacation, baby. That's what we're on. Okay. So let's talk about some of the fears people have and anxiety triggers that come along with vacation, because this is really important. When we talk about our mental health, we want to acknowledge some of those feelings that might come up and things that we're struggling with. So I'm going to share what's hard for me. Two things, two major things that are hard for me. Number one is that I'm terrified that I'm going to be messing up my routine. I'm going to ruin everything that I've done so far. And number two, fear of flying. Oh, this is such a hard one. And I know a lot of people have been reaching out to me for advice on. So I can't wait to talk about both of these. I think these are really important for us all to go through. So let's start with the first one that I get anxiety over. Messing up my routine. Ugh, I feel spoiled when I say this one. Like, like, oh, you're going on vacation, but you're afraid to mess up your routine. Oh my gosh, so hard. Like, no, for real. I really do get anxious. I actually had an anxiety attack at the beginning of this year for a trip that I had been so excited to go on. But at that time, I had been making such progress and taking care of myself that I felt like if I had gone on this trip, that that's when I'd fall off the wagon. And normally when I fall off the wagon, I fell off for good. So I was really scared that if I um, had gone on this trip, that I would I would lose all the progress I made. I went to a big anxiety attack. So what happens for me is that I get worried that I'm not going to work out because I'm not going to find the time to get exercise in. And that's going to be really hard for me to get back into my routine with that. I also fear that my diet is just going to go completely out the window because like I said before, when I go on vacation, I do whatever I want. I'm eating whatever I want. I'm drinking a lot and I'm just having fun. So I'm not really concerned about what I'm putting into my body, which is just not good nutrition wise, but also a lot of foods and alcohol trigger feelings of anxiety and depression, which definitely will mess up my routine. Um, I also fear that my schedule is just going to be completely thrown off when I wake up, when I go to sleep, that everything that I've been so good on routine with will be ruined. So let's talk about that and why that is just so, so silly. Guys, if you are somebody that is so concerned about falling off of your routine and it's something that gives you anxiety, you need to remind yourself, and this is something that I had to tell myself as well, that it is completely okay to get off of your routine. It is completely fine if you are not 100% perfect with your workout, your diet, when you're going to sleep and when you're waking up because you're on vacation and you're giving your body that much needed rest that it needs from your everyday routine. And it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. And you don't want to 
I think the biggest thing with vacation too is you don't want to take the time that you're taking off for yourself and force your routine into it. Like if you're forcing yourself to get up every day, forcing yourself not to give in to some of those foods, drinks, whatever it is that you want to have, you can actually make yourself get resentful towards your routine because you're never getting a break from it to appreciate it, acknowledge it, and come back to it. So that's something that we really have to be careful. So what I had to do was completely change my mindset and try to find the small successes in everything that I was doing on vacation. So to start with, exercise. Okay, if you don't get in your HIIT workout and run every day, try just doing a walk going a lap around the neighborhood, just going on a quick five-minute walk, slam dunk, boom, you hit your exercise, great. And if you don't get your exercise in, that's okay. You know, our bodies are put through so much stress. Give your body this much-needed break it may need. You know, for a lot of people, myself included, it's much easier for us to identify the mental stress that we have because it comes through in tears, anger, and it's a lot that we're feeling. But the physical stress is very hard for people to identify. And you don't know how your body really is doing from all that you're putting it through throughout the week. So your body could be going through so much stress that may need this break. So if you do get exercise in, awesome. But if you don't, accept that this is your treatment to your body, that you're treating your body to this time off that it really, really needs. And also don't stress yourself out. If you push too hard and you're trying too hard to get an exercise in, that could result in unnecessary injury. And seriously, I mean, if you go beyond where you should be going in that moment, it could not be good for you. So I would just say make sure that you take that time to rest for your body and give it that love and attention because it's totally okay. Um, As far as diet goes, okay, how often do we give ourselves those treats and those rewards, right? Again, you don't want to become resentful towards your diet where on vacation you're trying so hard to be strict, so hard to be good, where you don't give in to any of those cravings that you have because that's a lot of the times where when people come home, they're so resentful that they just throw away the diet completely and then go into this crazy binge of eating everything and drinking everything. So make sure that you give yourselves those little bits of treats and indulgences that we want to have because you need them. And it's okay you're on vacation. Just give yourself that love that you don't do all the time. And that's the other thing. You don't do this all the time. You aren't drinking this much every day. You're not eating cheesecake this much every day. Okay, I have a cheesecake problem. Why is that always the dessert that I go to? I swear I like other desserts. I like ice cream sundaes and everything else. I don't know why this is the one I turn to. Anyway. So exercise, nutrition, don't be hard on yourselves with that. And as far as sleep goes, we do not get enough of that, okay? At home, we are cramming everything we can into one day, right? We're getting up early to get as much time as we can, then going to bed at the very end of the day when we've gotten a lot of it done so far, and then getting up and eat, sleep, rinse, repeat, right? Guys, we do not get enough sleep. We don't. And it's really good if we can catch up and get comfortable in our vacation time of giving ourselves the sleep that we need. So if you're on a vacation where you can go to bed without setting an alarm and go to bed whenever you want, wake up whenever you want, then do that. Like listen to your body. Go to bed when you're tired. Wake up when you're ready to wake up. When do you get to do that during the week? A lot of us can't because the time that we have to get up for work isn't when our body would necessarily be comfortable maybe getting up for work. So take the time to sleep and give yourself that rest that you need. You really have to stop thinking of us breaking our routine 
And I hope you all know when I say you have to, I'm talking to me as well. Like this is what I have to remind myself because I really do struggle with this. We are not breaking our routines. We're not getting off of our routines and we're not failing our routines. Our routines will always be there when we get home. We have to remember that. I think a lot of us, myself included, when I'm on vacation, I think when I get off of my routine that it's done. I have to start completely over. Like I've totally ruined it. And that's not it. You don't have to start over. This is part of your routine. Part of your routine is taking that rest that you need and then coming back to it when you get home. So don't be so hard on yourself because you can jump right back into it when you get home. No worries, right? Okay, it does not define the rest of your journey. That's small break. You'll come back to it as soon as you get home. Okay, so that's the, the first fear that I have when it comes to vacation. The second fear that I have is flying. I am a terrified flyer. If any of my family or friends are listening to this right now, they're probably laughing because I'm I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I've had people tell me, and I don't even take offense to it, but I, I have had people tell me I will never sit next to you again on a flight. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know why that just made me laugh so hard saying that, but it's like, I just think of like my one friend sat next to me on a flight and she lit, we got off and I was like, oh my gosh, like, thank you so much. Like you really helped me through that. And she was like, I literally will never sit next to you on an airplane again. <laughs> because I'm that bad. I'm that bad. Like, and everybody close to me knows this. I'm sorry that I'm laughing. I hope that's not offensive to anybody who gets anxiety over this, but I'm laughing at myself and how anxious I've gotten because I'm sitting next to people who have no fear surrounding flying. And I keep asking like these horrible questions. I'm putting horrible thoughts into their head. I'm crying. I'm sweating, like literally on the verge of like throwing up. Like I, it's so, so bad. Okay. So this this fear of flying, if any of you experience it, it's called aviophobia or aerophobia. I decided to look this up because I want to get more educated on why I have this fear of flying and facts I can tell myself to know that flying is totally safe and I don't have to be as scared as I am. So for me, what happens is whenever I feel a little bit of turbulence or a little shake or anything, I think the plane's going down, we're dying, something bad is happening, the plane can't keep us up in the air. I don't know why, and I don't, well, you know, I actually, I spoke about this in therapy. I did, I spoke about this with my therapist, and I, trigger warning, I don't know why, but I think I was fine flying until 9-11 happened. I mean, I was seven years old, but I remember flying before that. And I remember like when I was six years old and I went on an airplane, I was like saying to my mom, like, feels like we're on a rocket ship. I'm so excited. I like, I remember that moment so clearly. And then after that, I was terrified after 9-11. And I don't know why, because, you know, I didn't know, I was very fortunate to not know anybody who was in the towers or anybody who was on those flights, but for some reason it just shook me. And I don't know if anybody else experiences that, but it really, really is hard for me to get on an airplane now. I, I don't know. I just create all these fears in my head because I think for me, it's that knowing that that happened and can happen just really freaked me out. And then it just made me think of like flying as dangerous overall, not just with the risk of like somebody being a threat on the flight, but also turbulence or other um, factors that could, you know, cause harm. So Anyway, that is a fear that I have. I have really bad panic attacks. And I've tried 
everything when it comes to getting through this fear of flying. I have tried taking Xanax before. I've tried just drinking alcohol the entire time, like ordering those double shot Bloody Marys the entire flight. Um, I actually, one time a flight attendant gave me a full bottle of wine to drink, like those like, like little shooter ones for free because she knew how anxious I was. And so she gave me, she was like, here, just chug that and relax. And, um, that didn't work. But anyway, so I tried Xanax, alcohol. I tried CBD oils, which I'm a huge fan of CBD oil for anxiety attacks. I would love to have somebody on our show to talk about that more one time, but I've tried that before. And I've tried just sleeping through the flight. I've tried distracting myself with TV, podcasts, wherever it may be, but I still have anxiety attacks. Like all those things definitely helped to calm me down, but they didn't take away the attack altogether. And so this time when I went on my past trip to Florida, I actually didn't try any of those methods. I didn't have anything with me to take. So what did I do? I decided to try my deep breathing exercises, something that my therapist recommended to me and something that I thought, you know what, it's really helped me with my everyday anxiety. Let me see if it could help with flying. This may sound very ridiculous to some people. Like, I know a lot of people here breathe in, breathe out, and it's like, how could that ever stop me from, like, I need, I need more, like, just breathing, really, it's going to help me, and yeah, it does. So, for me, when I start to get that anxiety attack on the plane, I breathe in, breathe out, deep breaths, and I say this mantra to myself until the anxiety attack goes away. So, I say, everything is going to be okay. I am here. I am present everything is fine. Everything is going to be okay. I am here. I am present. Everything's fine. And I close my eyes when I do it too, because it helps me focus on my breathing and try and breathe out some of those negative thoughts that I have. And that really, really does help me. And I also decided to become more educated on what happens when we're flying. Because for a lot of ways that we are feeling anxiety, these are the two best things you could do for yourself. Deep breathing exercises with a positive mantra to get you out of those negative thoughts, but also educating yourself to understand that the feelings that you're having, while they are valid and completely normal, there may be ways that you can come around them by understanding the truth of that fear. So that's why I did with flying. So turbulence terrifies me. But I did my research and I have found that turbulence will happen 100% on every single flight that you are on. There will not be a single flight that doesn't feel a bit of wind or a big bump, whatever it may be. It will happen all the time. And the way that it was described in the research I was doing was you should think of it like when you're on a boat and a wave passes and a wave just rocks the boat. The boat isn't sinking. The boat isn't tipping over. This is just something in that environment that's affecting your travel. It's literally the same thing with flying. Um, Same thing like if you're driving on the road and you um, hit a pothole or you have to go over a speed bump, right? It's something in the environment that's affecting the travel, but it's not putting you in danger. And it's completely normal. And something that was super comforting for me was knowing that the pilots are most of the time most of the time, fully aware of when this is happening. When they are planning out their flight patterns, they can see what the route is going to look like with, um, 
I, I, I'm going to butcher this. So anybody who's like a pilot, I'm so sorry, but, but they can see, uh, is it air traffic or whatever the patterns of, if we're going to be hanging a lot of turbulence, they can either reroute or understand if it's going to be dangerous or not. So the team is fully prepared and they're going to be keeping you safe. Finally, the thing that was like, I don't know, it's, it's very, very interesting to me and something that's very comforting to me is the fact that flying is the least likely form of transportation with a risk of death. You are more likely to die walking down the street than you are in a plane. You're more likely to die in a car, motorcycle accident, whatever it may be, than in a plane. But it is one of the most common phobias. So something that has such a minimal risk of death to it compared to other forms of transportation really, really makes everybody have this this phobia. So I just have to tell myself that mantra of everything's going to be okay. I am here. I am present. Everything is fine. And then I just say to myself, this is like a wave when I'm on my dad's boat. This is like when I'm driving in the car and there's a speed bump. This is totally normal. We are safe. This crew is fully equipped and prepared and they know what what's going on. They know exactly what's happening. So that helped to calm me down. So those are my two biggest anxieties when it comes to traveling. Getting out of my routine and the fear of flying itself. Now, let's get into the fun part of this conversation, which is why we have to push past those fears and why vacation is so important. You guys, I am really happy to be having this conversation with you because we're heading into summer. And summer is when everybody does those little weekend getaways, I feel. Like that's when you go down to the shore, you're going to your camper, you're just going outside more, you're being much more active. So this is the time to understand why vacation is so beneficial. And actually too, before you get into, if you're in an industry like mine, summer is right before we head into fourth quarter. Fourth quarter is insanity, stress through the roof. So we got to take this time to vacation the summer, enjoy the nice warm weather, the atmosphere, and just live. Okay, let's go into why it's important. So vacation is so important for your physical, mental health, and also your relationships. Now, I want everybody to understand because some of you might listen to this and roll your eyes and say, yeah, vacation's really easy when you have the finances and the flexibility to be able to travel somewhere. But vacation is not always at that level of getting on a plane ride somewhere, okay? Vacation is the time away that you need to step away from your everyday life. So vacation could be you getting on a plane and going somewhere. It could be you driving 30 minutes away and staying at a hotel somewhere. Or it could be a staycation where you're not going anywhere, but you're just staying at home. Any of those types of vacations are going to have the same benefits that I'm going to be talking to you about today. One thing I do want to say about staycations is that I don't think they are the best form of vacation when they're not done right. So you have to be very careful when you do a staycation because a lot of people, although they're taking time off and staying home, they tend to stay within the same um, routine that they have when they're not on vacation. So they still clean their house, check their emails, and they don't really step away from that normal everyday life and take a break. So if you are somebody where staycation is the only option, whether it be financial reasons or because of COVID, you're not comfortable traveling just yet, 
make sure you step away. Step away from your everyday routine and really take that break that you're going to need. All right. So let's go into why vacation is so important. Okay. We need to step away from our everyday routine. We need to step away from work, from our chores, from our environment, and just relax and get rid of those things that are flooding our minds every day of what we have to get done. So first, let's talk about why it's so important to take your PTO, because for a lot of people, that's their issue with vacation is either they feel guilty taking off from their job or by the time they finally do take off and they take their PTO, they don't fully take off of work. They're still answering phone calls, emails, hopping on just one webinar that day. It's not a full day. It's just one webinar, right? Oh, man. Well, you guys, I hope I don't offend anybody with this conversation because I'm just going to be sharing my point of view on this. First, let me start by saying, if you are somebody who absolutely loves your job and it's hard to step away good for you. I am not trying to talk down on you or your career or anything that you're doing right now, but I do want you to understand the importance of vacation and why we have to step away. Um, I think, you know, for a lot of people, maybe you don't have that flexibility to fully step away. If it's your business or if you are leading a team where people rely on you, I understand it could be hard, but think of these couple of things that I'm going to share with you when you take your PTO. All right. So, Number one, when it comes to Americans, we freaking suck at taking PTO. We really do. I don't know if all of you know this, but we work more than anyone else in the world and we take the least amount of vacation time. So in other countries, number one, they are given more vacation time, but they also are more likely to take all of their vacation time than we do. A lot of Americans don't fully take the PTO that is given to them. And we don't really take off either. And what the problem is, is that Americans, the mindset is that we live to work. And in other parts of the world, they work to live. And their priority is living their life, spending time with their families. And I actually really learned this when I studied abroad. And I was talking to people in England about this. And it was so interesting to hear the way that they value their holiday and their time off and how Americans absolutely do not. So... I really hope that we can change that because it's it's so bad that we are that we act this way, you know, that we don't take the time off and that we don't allow ourselves to take PTO. So can I raise two very important questions to you that I've now told myself? Because <laughs> I used to be somebody that worked on vacation. I would go away, bring my work phone, answer emails, answer phone calls, and I never was taking off. So let me let me raise two points to you. Number one you are replaceable. Anybody who's listening, I'm not saying that you are not valuable and you are not a great asset to your company, but no matter how great you are, you are 100% replaceable. This is something that somebody told me when I was going through that stage of working constantly being on PTO and they sat me down and said to me, I know you love your job and I know that you really care about this, but you have to understand that you are replaceable. If you die tomorrow or if you decide to leave this company, they will have no problem posting your job and finding somebody to fill your shoes. 
does not take away from your value or how great of an employee that you are, but know that you are replaceable and this company would do just fine without you. So because this company can do just fine without you, why are you giving up all of your time and your being for them? Why? And that really struck home with me because if if I'm so replaceable for a company, why can't I prioritize myself and make myself the priority instead of that company? You know, so instead of putting your company first, really make sure you're putting yourself and your mental health first because sometimes we have to think about like when you die, what do you want to be known for and what do you want to be who you are? Do you want to be the person that was at their desk every single day answering emails 24-7? Or do you want to be the person that spent time with their loved ones and really enjoyed those memories and didn't only work their life away? Just think about that. You can, If you can find a balance between going on PTO and your work life, then great, but take that into consideration. The other thing that I want to point out to you is that when you signed up for your job, you signed up to work for money, maybe benefits if you are getting that from your job right now, and possibly because you you just wanted something to do, right? You either wanted to take what you went to college for and apply it to something, or you needed something to do every day and, and fill, you know, what you felt like was your purpose with. Whichever ones, that's what you signed up for. You did not sign your life away. Please remember that. A lot of us feel that we owe everything to our job, that our job is who we are defined as, it's who we are, it's what our everything is. But do not sign your life away to it. Do not lose sight of who you are, your hobbies, your passions, and what's important to you for this job. And don't sign your life away where you aren't taking that time for yourself and your mental health. I know these two things might sound, you know, it might be like, you know what, that may be easy for you to say, but I really care about my job. But let me pose another question to you. If you did not take your PTO and you continue to work on your vacation, do you know what you are putting yourself at risk of? Burnout. Burnout and being resentful towards your company. That's exactly what you're doing. When you do not take the time for yourself to be kind to yourself, give your time that you need, and instead your job is in everything that you do, that's when we begin to experience burnout and resentfulness towards our careers. I'm actually having a guest come on in May who's going to discuss everything there is surrounding burnout. And I'm so excited. But I want you to think of that. Like your PTO isn't you selfishly saying, I don't care about my job. I'm taking time for myself. Partially, it is about you taking time for yourself. But also it is you being respectful for your job and making sure that you come back with a fresh mind, a fresh attitude, fresh ideas, and you're not getting angry towards your job. So I hope that you can change your mindset in thinking that you are protecting your career and your job by coming in with brand new ideas and not feeling such negative feelings towards your career now. Okay, so let's go into each form of ways that we can um, get benefits from vacation because I decided to do research on this because I was like, you know, why does vacation feel so good and why do we all need it? Like, I know we say that we do, but what are the actual reasons behind it? So let's go into physical. So regardless of whether you work out or not, you will have benefits for your physical health. I know you're probably like, all right, this is a stretch. Like you're walk around the neighborhood. But like, is that really going to help? Um, Actually, it has nothing to do with how much you move. 
Even if you don't move your body at all every day, you are relieving stress, and stress contributes to so many underlying health conditions that are very dangerous to you. Stress contributes to high blood pressure, heart disease, chronic illness, um, all of these things that when we decrease the stress in our life and we give ourselves the time to relax, we are decreasing our risk of those health conditions. It's true. Stress is the deadliest killer. You need to find ways to relieve stress from your life. And one of those ways is taking vacation and taking time for yourself. The other things that it does is it does help with your mental health because in addition to stress causing so many um, conditions and illnesses, it also is a huge player in why you may be feeling anxious and depressed because anxiety is triggered oftentimes by stress. So by taking the time to relax, remove the stress from your life, it may help you to better deal with your anxiety and uh, depression that you are feeling at this current moment. Now, also, it's just going to give you better mental health attitude towards your career. It's going to take away the anxiety and stress you have surrounding your career and avoid that feeling of burnout like we mentioned before. And overall, you will be increasing your happiness, not just from the time you are spending on vacation, but the time leading up to that vacation as well, which this is something that's really interesting because a lot of us think like the vacation time is where we are going to be our happiest and that's what we're looking forward to and it's all that we can't wait for. But it's actually also the time that leads up to that vacation too because you are so excited about this trip. You have something to look forward to. You have something to plan. And that just tells our brain that there's better things coming ahead and there's something that we have to look forward to. So overall, it's going to help you to feel happier. So all of those things for your personal life are so beneficial for your physical and mental health, but also it's going to help your relationships too. And that's the the last piece of this that I want to talk about today. Um, think about it when you, and, and this may seem like common sense for a lot of people, you know, okay, yeah, when I go away with my significant other, we really are doing well in our relationship. But for those who maybe are not experiencing that, let me explain why. When you are home and whoever it may be. It doesn't have to be a significant other. It could be a friend, a family member, whoever. When you're home, you're probably playing phone tag with one another of when you'll be able to catch up and actually have a conversation. You are trying to figure out with both of your schedules when you can grab dinner, what um, day would be best for you to get together. Or if it's somebody that you're living with, maybe you're fighting about your everyday chores or bills or other stresses that you have. When you go on vacation, we eliminate those external things that are always consuming us, right? So instead of you fighting about those different, you know, challenges that you have or, or not being able to sit down and have those conversations or not being able to get together, now's the time that you can and you get to just have those uninterrupted conversations. So really, this is going to help you so much. And Again, I can't say it enough, but for all of those benefits there, vacation is so important. And whether it be getting away somewhere, whether it be flying, whether you're driving, or you're doing a staycation, take your PTO. Take that PTO and take the time for yourself and take care of yourself because we do not do that nearly enough. So please take that time this summer, find some weekends where you can enjoy this beautiful world that we have with the ones that you love. I know that I'm going to start taking my PTO more. I'm going to start traveling more and just start living life. Don't wait until you don't have to work anymore and you're too old to do everything you want to do. 
<laughs> drop the mic. <laughs> okay. All right. So that is all I have to say about vacation. I was so excited to talk about this because we all say we need a vacation. We need a vacation. But I hope you know now why it is that you need a vacation. Okay. So I have two final things I have to do before we wind up today's episode. Number one. So I posted a challenge this weekend. I, or on Friday I did, where I was dancing, getting ready to dance to the weekend. And I asked a bunch of people to remix this reel with me. If none of you are following our social media page, it is you got this underscore the journey. We are always posting funny videos, quote, well, I think they're funny. It's just me being a weirdo, but <laughs> there's uh, quotes, there's uh, checklists and tips for you to help get you motivated for the week and achieve your goals. So please go there. But I sometimes post challenges for everybody. And this week's challenge was to dance with me and dance into the weekend. I didn't think anybody was going to do this because I kind of was being like really silly. I was being a fool and I was just like shaking around and dancing and I don't know. I didn't know if anybody would do it. And oh my gosh, so many people either like commented on the reel or remixed the reel with me. And so I said that I would pick a winner and that winner would be announced on today's episode. So I was going through And I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to pick? Because everybody who submitted for the challenge crushed it. Like these videos, I had so much fun. I was smiling. I was laughing. And it was so much fun to do stuff in a community together. So I'm definitely going to do more challenges. But I did pick a winner. And the winner of the Dance It Out With Me challenge is... Coach Kim Smith. Oh my gosh, guys, this was so hard because everybody did so good. And I'm going to actually do a post where I thank everybody that participated and tag them. Check out their pages because every single person that did this is an inspiration to me and they're amazing. The reason that I picked Coach Kim, and this was so hard, I literally was watching everybody's videos like 50 times, being like, who am I going to choose? Um, Coach Kim was just being herself. And I love her for that. She just danced it out. She was silly. She was goofy. She was having fun. And she was supporting me. And I just really saw her personality through it. And she just made me so happy. And it meant a lot that she participated. So Coach Kim is the winner. But go to our Instagram page because we are going to do a shout out for all this week's participants to give them the well-deserved credit that they should have. So please go there. All right. So finally... You all know what I'm about to do. What is a You Got This, The Journey episode without a final quote to send you off with for the week? So I pick quotes for what's speaking to me in the moment. And as you all know from today's episode, I'm going through a tough time in my journey. I'm even though, you know, I giggled and I'm here here with you guys, I'm really down right now. Like I'm in a high moment right now, but I go into these lows and I'm just not feeling the best about myself. So I want to find a quote that could just inspire me when it comes to falling off track. So here is today's quote. Inevitably, at some point, you will fall off the wagon. The difference between those who succeed and those who fail is having the courage to get back on again. Oh my gosh, I love this quote. I love this. Can I tell you why? Because like, I it really made me, sometimes when a quote speaks to me, I have these really intense visualizations. 
So I'm thinking of this wagon and I'm thinking that it's filled with people. Some of the most successful people I've ever seen in my life. Some people who I've just always said, you know, I want to do this one day, do this one day and have never done it. All those people are on the same wagon and the wagon tips over and all of us fall off. Every single one, even those successful people, even those people that say that, you know, they're eventually going to do something or they never can, whatever it may be. Every type of person's on this wagon. The difference in the successful people is they get up and they get back on again. And it brought so much comfort to me because it made me realize, oh my gosh, even the people who I look up to so much have fallen off. No doubt. Every single person, even if they look like they have it so perfect, they're so successful. There was a point in their life where they fell off track or something happened that really shook them. But the people that are successful and stand out are the ones that get back up again. And so I'm getting back up again. I'm getting back up on the wagon. I'm getting back into my journey and I'm doing it with all of you. And I'm so excited. So you guys, thank you so much for joining me this week for another awesome episode of You Got This, The Journey. Tune in next week. We have a great guest coming on our show to share her expertise on entrepreneurship. And I can't wait for you all to meet her. Um, But until then, I hope you have a great rest of the week. And always remember, through every high, every low, every positive, every negative, whatever it may be, always remember, you got this.